What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. This is Keith Niebuhr with 24-7 Sports, and I'm joined by Jason Caldwell, who's covered Auburn for more than 20 years. Between the two of us, we're pushing 30 years uh, combined covering the Tigers athletic program. So we got a pretty good feel for the recruiting scene with Auburn. And right now, Jason, Auburn is stuck on 10 commitments. They've been there since June 15th. They have a recruiting class outside the top 30. Now, the average rating per commit is four-star, so that's solid. Uh, And they don't have a lot of spots open. They're only going to sign probably, we think, 22 to 23. But only 10 commitments right now. Only the ninth-ranked recruiting class in the Southeastern Conference. So they have some real work ahead, Jason. Is there any reason to be concerned right now? I think there is. What say you? Yeah, I think you look at it, and, and because the way this class has kind of come about, you look at, at you know, it's been a, uh, you know, one that we thought might be a little slower, but it's actually filled up much quicker than maybe either one of us expected. And so because of that, a lot of the top guys are already off the board. And, you know, kind of that, that old saying, you know, big dogs walk late. Well, there are not many, as many of those guys left. There's still some. Uh, I think if you're Auburn, you're looking at a group that you probably need to – you don't need to bat 1,000, but you need to – to get a, a you know pretty good percentage of those top guys still left on the board if you want to push, to me, if you want to push inside a top 10, I believe. I think it's going to be, you know, probably somewhere around in there. I don't, I don't, I think it'd be tough to envision this class, you know, you know, skyrocketing into a top five type of class just because there's just not that many of those five-star type guys still left on the board, at least at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it would take a real surprise or two or three to get into the top five. I mean, we should point out Gus Malzahn's best class at Auburn, and he's been the head coach since the 2013 season, is number six. Really good. His worst class is number 12. That's a pretty good worst class, Jason. And in fact, you could argue that the, the two classes, he's only had two outside the top 10. You could, you could argue that those two classes were pretty solid. One of them brought in both Knicks, your starting quarterback, and Owen Popo, who could be a three-and-out kind of guy at the linebacker position. So plenty of star power there. The year before, also outside the top ten, if my memory's correct. Yet you picked up Seth Williams, who arguably is one of the two or three most valuable guys on the team. But right now, again, ten commitments. Uh, so probably 12 or 13 spots to fill. And, and to me, Jason, the concern is, and it's really the same concern that I had about Auburn before they went on that tear in May – Uh, when they went from four commitments to 10 commitments in the span of about four weeks. And it's that, you know, Auburn sells family, family, family. And that's awfully hard to sell the way you want to sell it over Zoom calls and FaceTime. That's one of those things where they always say, and coaches always tell you and me, got to get them on campus, got to get these guys on campus. Once they see Auburn, once they experience what Auburn is, what Auburn is about, what Auburn was, what it is today, what it can be, then they feel like that's when they really take hold of, of some recruitments. Um, and so obviously this is a situation now where the NCAA recruiting dead period has been extended from March all the way through the month of August. And we don't know when and if kids in this class are even going to visit at all. Forget about August, beyond August. Will there be unofficial visits? Will they be able to go to games? Will there be games at all? Will there be official visits? And so uh, Auburn's up against it a little bit. Now these guys – We've always said the good recruiters, Jason, know how to recruit under any circumstance. And Auburn's got a staff full of good recruiters. I know there's some moaning out there, but these are guys that historically have recruited very well. In fact, you know, Cody Burns, the receivers coach, catches a lot of heat on our message boards, but it was just one cycle ago that he brought in four 
uh, three four-star receivers. Uh, he also brought in Seth Williams a couple years ago. So he's obviously not some guy that doesn't know how to recruit. He didn't just forget how to recruit. Uh, Auburn under Gus Malzahn has signed 191 kids. Don't don't uh, we're not factoring in grad transfers. 191 recruits. 112 of them, Jason, have been four stars or above. So. Again, these guys know how to recruit. Of the 10 commitments in this class right now, five of them are four-star guys. So, again, they know how to get it done, but I'm concerned about the lack of visits. I think it's, it's big because you're right. Uh, you know, having, like I said, covered Auburn for 20 years, you hear it time and time again when kids talk about how surprised they are uh, when they get to campus, you know. And, you know, if, if you're Auburn, you know, the things you sell are – you know, the, how centralized everything is. You know, you're, you're a student athlete at Auburn, play football at Auburn, freshman that, that lives across the street in the, that, uh, that Donahue residence hall. And you're, you're central and everything is within a short walking distance, whether it's practice, the stadium, your classes, and most of those in the Haley Center just up the hill. Everything is right there together. You have the, you know, um, you know right across the street, you, you have the, uh, the kitchen. So, I mean, everything that you need is right there. You can tell people that. But until you see it and realize, man, it is right there, that's one of the big selling points. And, and so without being able to get them on campus to get that, hey, to get that family feel. Um, you know, people talk about it all the time, whether it's cliche or not, there's a feeling there about the family feel. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's probably been the most difficult thing for them to do because you're right, it's something that, that plays a big part in recruiting at Auburn. All right. If they're going to add guys, here's some guys that they potentially could add. That's the next segment, a really great title. Here's some guys to watch, basically. And we're going to start with a guy that, um, that you, you're very familiar with, Rock Taylor. This is a three-star receiver, probably four-star upside, I think most people would say, out of uh, Oxford, Alabama. Big junior season, 1,300 receiving yards, something like 17 touchdown catches out of his 71 receptions. Oh, by the way, his team won the state title. Great coaching staff there. A lot of great recruits have come out of there. Gosh, Auburn has already signed one rock from Oxford. Rock, uh, oh gosh, you want to help me out here? <laughs> rock Thomas. Rock I, Thomas, every, yes. Every oh, time I goodness. do it, I call Rock Taylor Rock Thomas. Oh, my God. So I get them confused back yeah. and forth. But so, yeah, and, so obviously, and right now. And, you know, that's KJ right. Britt and K.J. Britt is very close to a lot of the guys at Oxford to this day. They love him there. He is revered there. That's Auburn starting uh, linebacker that is, uh, you know, was a first-team All-SEC selection last year. So, he committed to Tennessee back in April, and uh, Auburn just offered him a couple weeks ago, and now is starting to make that push. 6'4", 220 pounds. Some question about his speed. He ran a 4.8740 in his last known recorded 40 time, but Jason, a couple points here, uh, 4.86. That was at the opening regional uh, in March of 2019, so you're talking about 17 months ago when he recorded that 4.86 seconds. Uh, and two, uh, they say he's football fast. You have seen him perform, Jason. I mean, is this guy good enough to be a receiver for the Auburn Tigers? That's the big question. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a, a little bit of Seth in that he's probably more athletic. In that, in that. Now, Seth is, is probably takes the athleticism to a different level. But Rock is that big physical guy that just knows how to play. And, I, you know, to be honest, I saw him as a junior, and I thought, man, he's going to wind up being a linebacker or maybe a hybrid tight end. Well, I mean, excuse me, I saw him as a sophomore. Then I saw him as a junior, uh, and they were playing Pinson Valley. And, and on the other side was, was Kool-Aid, uh, Jaquincy McKinstry. Um, obviously, everybody's looking at him as one of the top corners, one of the top athletes in this class. And he had a great day. 
against Kool-Aid and, and made some big plays down the field, big plays in the state championship. It changed my mind. It changed my opinion on him. I thought he was a hybrid tight end. I definitely think he's a wide receiver now. And I think he's a just, you know, sometimes you, you look at those guys and speed's not everything. And Keith, we've also known, we've been at these opening regionals. It can be cold, blustery. It's hard to run 40 sometimes when you're waiting around like these kids do. So I think he's probably faster in terms of his actual speed, yes, than, than what he would show on a track. Yeah, I think he's a 4.7 to 4.8 guy, but I don't think he's worse than 4.8. And remember, at 6'4", 220, there aren't many guys running four threes. okay? So uh, maybe a comparison might be a guy that I compare a lot of these big, bulky receivers to, Mike Williams, the former uh, NFL receiver who played so well, first at Tampa Plant High School and then later for the USC Trojans where he was a first-team All-American. Now, I don't think... Rock Taylor is as athletic as Seth Williams, but what he can do, Jason, and you saw this, he can muscle up on a DB and create a lot of problems with his physicality. He's also one of the best blocking receivers probably in the country. So the question now is, can Auburn flip this guy? Auburn, Jason, would like to sign two receivers in this class. Um, it's gone back and forth between one and two, but we're hearing two receivers in this class right now. Uh, what, you know, and he's obviously one of the bigger targets now. How big is the need at receiver? People are asking, why are they only taking two? What's your assessment of that? Is that enough? Yeah, I think it's enough at the moment. What you don't know is, is the question mark is, is that you play football this fall and, and all of a sudden Bo Nix and, and Chad Marsh start throwing it around really well. And you look up and Seth Williams is a guy that's putting up big time numbers. Anthony Schwartz may be putting up big-time numbers. You already have Eli Stove as a senior. All of a sudden, you, you start staring yourself in the face that you may be losing three guys out of this class. That could change things in a hurry. So I think you have to kind of wait and see kind of the potential for doing that. But, you know, you signed a really good class last year, four wide receivers coming in. I think all four have the ability to help. I think you may get help from three of those right away this season. I think you look at, at you know, the possibility of playing three of those true freshmen at wide receiver this year. I think that could happen. And so I think, I think there's need there, but I think it could be a greater need depending on how and if this season goes the way it, you know, we think it could. And, and with Auburn throwing the ball, having success throwing the ball, that could change kind of the direction of things for guys like Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz. Interesting, interesting. Now, with, uh, with Rock Taylor, uh, now that I almost wanted to call him Rock Thomas, but with <laughs> Rock Taylor, you know, can Auburn flip him? It's going to be tough. Look, he's really close with Tennessee. They were there for him before Auburn offered. Auburn had told him, you know, before they want to offer, they want his family to come down. And he went a couple times and left both times without an offer uh, after visiting Auburn. And, and I think it hurt him a little bit that the offer took quite a while to come. Uh, but in time, that probably will wear off. I talked to some people close to him, including some coaches, some teammates, and and they all felt like Auburn had a shot. And that's that's really what you're hoping for if you're Auburn. But Auburn, all in on Rock Taylor right now. He's a talented player. And uh, we're going to go to one more guy here at the receiver position that is somebody to watch. I don't know if he's going to be the next guy to commit. I don't know if he's going to commit at all, Jason. But his name is Hal Presley. And we've written about him multiple times back when Auburn first offered him this spring. Uh, they offered him, in fact, on May 7th, and I guess that's the early part of summer. I don't know. That's right in that spring-summer area. Six feet three, 190 pounds, so he's tall. Auburn loves those tall receivers, but he's also really fast. He's also one of the fastest players in Texas. In, in fact, I think he's like a 10, uh, gosh, 
I can't remember his hundred time, but he's he's four five four six, which again for that size receivers is really solid. Uh, the number sixty six recruit in Texas for the uh, industry generated two four seven sports composite. But Auburn's really high on him. In fact, you know you know Auburn obviously would have liked to added Adnai Mitchell, who committed to Georgia, another receiver. Um, they would have liked to added another receiver who. Christian Leary, a slot guy who committed to Alabama. They missed on those guys, but they've been on Hal Presley the whole time. In fact, they've been on him, he said, uh, even after he committed to Baylor on May 16th. So, in other words, Auburn and only one other school, Southern Cal, have really kept in touch with him. Everybody else sort of gave up, and that persistence could potentially pay off, Jason. The word is that he's looking hard at Auburn, he's looking hard at Southern Cal, and may not be 100% locked in with his commitment. So he's certainly a guy to watch right now. And again, they really like him. That's Chad Morris's domain, the state of Texas. Auburn already has three commitments out of Texas. Hal Presley, another one to watch. He's being recruited hard by Demetrius Davis, Auburn's quarterback commit. Jason, I don't know if you've been able to watch any of Presley's film at all. Uh, but again, Auburn's been able to utilize guys his size, 6'3", 190, about as well as anybody. Yeah, and you look at competition when you look at the guy from Mansfield Summit, uh, you know, Arlington, Texas right there. This guy that plays against really good competition week in and week out. The summer circuit in the state of Texas is really strong. So you look at a guy like that as a guy that, that would have a ch- chance to come in and play very early. And so I think those are things that you look at. And you're right. Hey, Auburn has had more success recruiting the state of Texas in the last six months than they have in the last 60 years. And so yeah. um, you can build on that, especially if Demetrius Davis is involved. Uh, you know, that – can change things for Auburn. Yeah, good stat for you. Auburn with three commitments from the state of Texas, signed three from the state of Texas last cycle. And before that, in Gus Malzahn's previous however many years, 2013 up through 2019, those classes, I believe Auburn only signed two. And I, and I think they were both guys that started off at Baylor. Jared Stidham, your quarterback, and Cam Martin, your running back. And so Hal Presley – could be another guy that Auburn gets from Baylor, although he obviously is just a commit, not somebody already there. So somebody to watch, talented player. Auburn's really high on him. Uh, I did some digging around this week, and, and I think there is some cautious optimism. Auburn feels like they've got a real shot there. Uh, another guy to watch on the potentially who could be next to commit thing uh, is Jaquincy McKinstry. And this is a five-star cornerback, receiver, he also plays point guard and has offers from Auburn, LSU, and Alabama for basketball. Those are his top three in football. Uh, number one cornerback recruit in the country in the 24-7 sports composite. Number one recruit in Alabama. That makes him number 22 overall among players at all positions in the country. Jason, he's a special athlete. And before we get into his recruitment, which has been kind of all over the map uh, in a sense, let's talk a little bit about him as a player. You and I have both seen him play. Uh, I saw him play when he was a sophomore as the first game of the season and Bo Nix was the starting quarterback. And he actually made more of a mark on offense. And it's interesting that I bring that up because Auburn's also telling him, you can play some offense, you can play some receiver. But what kind of player is he, Jason? And what kind of athlete is he? Because he, like Rock Taylor, is not a true burner. He's a four six four six and a half guy. Uh, so how does he get it done? Why is he so effective? Yeah, I think great athlete, that's the thing. And, and sometimes, you know, people confuse great athlete with being really fast. And he's not a burner, you're right. He, but he's a guy that has great athleticism. Body control is the key for him. He can turn, he can move his hips, he can do all the things that you need to do. And, but, I, you know, I'm kind of 
torn on him. I think he's a really good wide receiver and makes plays um, when the, with the ball in his hands. He can go up and get the ball, do those things. But, yeah, you know, the thing that's interesting about Kool-Aid is, is that basketball side of things and, you know, wanting to play that, um, how he fits in, you know, with a basketball team. It, it's not going to be easy. Uh, obviously, when you look at it, playing basketball in college – and playing college football, or, or, that's a completely different thing to what you're doing in high school. But he wants to get a shot. I think he'll get a shot. And um, But tremendous athlete, just not that classic burner. To, to me, he would be a guy that you would compare to like a Richard Sherman. If you line Richard Sherman up, he wouldn't be nearly close to the fastest corner um, in the NFL. But if you play technique, he's physical at the point of attack, do all those things, it makes him – be a much better player than he probably would show at a combine. Yeah, I think he's a little faster on the field than he is at moments than he is running the 40. And we should point out, let me tell you, when that 40 recorded 40 time we have for him, the best recorded 40 time, 4.67 seconds. And again, that was in 2019, back in May of 2019. Again, there haven't been a lot of camps this year, guys, so there's not a lot of opportunities. 4.12 second shuttle, 33.70 inch vertical and again, he did that when he was just finishing up his sophomore year of high school. So you probably can imagine that his vertical has improved a little bit. So he's got a lot of leaping ability there. But when I watched him on film, Jason, one of the things I really liked, and I just went through his film this morning, was, you know, we talked about him not being a 4-4 guy, but he's got that little extra burst. It just kind of comes suddenly and out of the blue. The mind tells the, the legs, go. And all of a sudden, he's a lot faster in a very quick period of time. Here's some impressive stats for him. Two times All-State in football, first team. Two state titles in football. Two state titles in basketball. Jason, this guy's going to go down as one of the better, one of the more productive high school athletes in the state of Alabama's recent history, isn't he? He is. And yeah, I think that I think the explosiveness is there for him. I think that's what you're, when you're, when you talk about him, you look at the explosive athlete, the guy who's, who has the burst, um, Maybe not a guy that you're looking at in, in terms of running the 60 or 70, but a guy that, like you said, the 412 shuttle, that shows you, and, and that's how you play. That's how you play in, in, in short yardage situations. Uh, when you're talking about playing corner, you got to be able to, to turn and run and get off the ball. And, hey, you, you know, if you have to run with a guy 50 yards, then you're probably going to be in trouble anyway because you, you better get your defensive line better get to the quarterback before then. But I do think he's a guy that um, has a tremendous upside. And, you know, the thing about him is, is that, He's never been able to to really concentrate just on football. And so you get a guy like that that can get in the weight room and do those things in the summer to get prepared for a football season and not be playing AAU basketball, it, you never know then because we've seen it time and time again. Guys get on a college campus, they get bigger, stronger. They also get faster. And if he does wait, those wait, wait. things – yeah. Does that mean you don't think he's going to play basketball in college? Or what no, do you- I do, but I, but I think, you know, when, you, when you're preparing for football season, then you're preparing for football because he's going okay. to – Okay, you know, that's something. true. So, that's so true. yeah, so the summer is going to be spent, you know, in, in okay. football workouts. And you'll probably do some basketball things too, but you're going to be working it out to get ready for football season, whereas, you know, probably much of his, his life – He's played AAU basketball, and so he had okay. AAU tournaments, and so it's taken away from that, you know, football kind of work that he he probably would have been able to do had he not been playing both sports. Now, with the first couple of guys we discussed, uh, Hal Presley, the receiver from Texas, I actually think he's going to end up at Auburn. At least that's that's how I felt waking up today. Ask me tomorrow. Uh, Rock Taylor, I'm about fifty fifty there. I think Auburn's got a shot. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's a slam dunk, and I wouldn't say it's a slam dunk. Tennessee keeps him. Jaquincy McKinstry, top three, probably his final three. 
Auburn, Alabama, LSU. Some people think Auburn, Alabama, believe it or not. Jason, I've talked to some people that think could be Auburn, LSU. I personally don't. I'm not going to count out Alabama. I know he's got a good relationship with the staff. He's probably visited there more than anyone. You got any thoughts on this recruitment? I, I still think it's too close to call. And, you know, nobody knows when he's going to have a decision. He hasn't said it's going to be in August. He hasn't said it's going to be in December. He's saying it's going to happen when I wake up someday and, it, and my heart tells me what to do. So he's kind of got everybody guessing a little bit. Thoughts on Auburn's chances? Yeah, I think, you know, Auburn's been there longer than anybody. And I think that could, could pay dividends for Auburn. So they've been there. Um, you know, lots of connections to Auburn. Been been down so many times, and so and I think if you're Auburn, you, you you just talk about hey, we talked about it before that that family feel. You go look, we've been there from the beginning, and, and you know that could be really important. I think that's something that, that they're obviously going to play up. Okay, next up, Jeremiah Williams. Now this is an interesting one. They're all interesting because for him though, a couple things. He's one of Auburn's probably three or four biggest targets, period. He's a defensive end from, well, defensive end, buck linebacker, outside backer. I mean, he can do a lot of things. Uh, He plays at Birmingham Ramsey. And, uh, you know, people thought he was going to have a decision this week, next week. And the reason they thought that is because he tweeted a few weeks ago and then did subsequent interviews uh, with 24-7 and other outlets that said he's close to having a decision. It's going to come. Well, now, as we're recording and again, by the time everybody gets this, things could change again. That's, the, that's the, the rub with recruiting. Things constantly change. But as we're recording this, it sounds like he is possibly, probably expected to delay things a little bit. I don't know necessarily what that means. But, Jason, you've seen him play. So let's delve into that first, and then we'll talk about the pluses and minuses with Florida and, uh, and Auburn, who we think are probably his top two right now. But, again, you've seen him play 6'3", 224, honorable mention All-State last year, first-team All-State, I believe, the year before, a combined 25 sacks. Schools are telling him, Florida, yeah, you're going to be Isaiah Simmons, the, the Clemson star that ran the 4-3 at the NFL Combine and went in the first round. Jeremiah doesn't run a 4-3, though. Uh, but he is versatile. Can he cover guys? Can he not cover guys? Is he a true edge guy? Jason, just your general thoughts – you're one of the few guys that have seen him play. Yeah, you know, and I saw him play in a driving rainstorm too. And but but you know what what stood out was athleticism and power. I mean, this is a powerful kid, athletic enough to turn the corner. He can bend and run and do the things you need to do to rush the passer. To me, because it's such a valuable position, I think he's a pass rusher. I think that's what you know. If you start talking about defensively right now, the things you've got to have, you got to have guys that can cover. And you got to have guys that can get to the quarterback. And I think he's a guy that can get to the quarterback because of that. I just think he's too valuable um, because I, I think you look at him, another guy that when he gets on the college campus, you know, 6'3", 225, two, I think he's going to be 6'3", 250, you know, and still be as fast or faster than he is. So I think he is a D forward type of guy. That's kind of my comparison to him. I don't know if he's as, as fast as D was, but I think he's as quick and that, that that's the thing you got to be. And I think he's quick off the ball. He's explosive. And so I, I like him. I've liked him from the get-go. And I think he has as much of ability to, to get on the field early as anybody in this class in the state of Alabama. Well, here's the crazy thing. I don't know about crazy, but here's what's unique here. Most kids, they say, yeah, I want to rush the passer. He is kind of falling in love with schools telling him, you're going to do a lot of things, including – dropping into coverage. Not many guys want to do that from the pass rusher position. I, that's hard to do. That's hard to be an effective pass rusher and be a guy that drops into coverage. 
Jason, I, there just aren't a lot of guys that have done both exceptionally well. You're, you're generally either one or the other. I mean, some guys can split. I mean, look, could Lawrence Taylor probably do it? Yeah. I mean, you know, but there aren't a ton of guys. Uh, and it's interesting that he kind of likes what he's hearing there. And so that's kind of the role that people are telling him. You're going to get a, you're going to be a guy that's multiple. You're going to be a guy that's all over. And that's really one of the reasons that Florida uh, has been able to secure a spot among his leaders in this recruitment, maybe the favorite, maybe top two with Auburn, uh, Christian Robinson, young linebackers coach in Gainesville has done an outstanding job. Uh, with Auburn, his big relationship has been with Gus Malzahn, the head coach, but he's also close with his area recruiter, Rodney Garner. Al Pogue, who coaches the Bucks, is going to be or has been heavily involved. Travis Williams is involved, the linebackers coach, Kevin Steele. But it's a real battle. And again, if he, in fact, is delaying this like that's what the report is tonight, it really sounds like it could go either way. Uh, Jason, this is a guy Auburn can really ill afford to lose at this point. Yeah, I think he's really, really important in this class because of that. I think because when when you talk about the need area for Auburn, um, it's getting to the quarterback. Um, they were able to do it as a group last year because of Derek Brown and Marla Davis and those guys, but they haven't had that one guy. The difference – having one guy that you have to worry about every play coming off the edge, man, it makes everybody on that offensive line, on the entire offense, have to change what they're doing. If you have a guy like that, I mean, it makes you – your defensively, is, is, is a, it's a different story. And so because of that, I think he's as important a guy as there is left on this board. They had to have offensive linemen. They've done a good job with that so far. Still, still want to do more there. But to me, offensive line, corner, pass rusher, and, and that's kind of what we've been talking about. All right, before we get to our next recruit, we got to take this short commercial break. We'll be back in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Jason, we're back. And last topic here. It's another recruit, but we don't think he's a guy that's going to do anything anytime soon. But you've seen him. You've gotten to know him pretty well through the years. He, obviously, you and I both know this young man. We know his dad. Uh, and it's Dylan Brooks, an Auburn legacy. Um, he's got some relatives that played for the Tigers, including a receiver, well-known receiver, Jarris McIntyre. And, uh, you know, obviously, Jarris is now the head coach down at Tampa Catholic, still talks to Dylan a lot. And for a couple of years, you and I both thought that this guy was a guy that was probably Auburn bound. But lo and behold, this April, just when it looked like, you know, Auburn was maybe getting close to landing Dylan, he, he went around, went ahead and, and committed to Tennessee. That was on April 26th. But Auburn is not going to stop recruiting him and uh, obviously has continued to pursue this young man. You've seen him. Uh, Let's, let's talk about, again, I like to start with the body type and all that stuff first, and then we get into the actual recruitment. But uh, back in the fall, Jason, this was a guy that was thin, 188, 190 pounds on his 6'4", 6'5", frame, and you wondered, 
what would he be in college? Would he have to be just an edge guy? Where, could he develop into a strong side guy? Didn't, could he hold weight? We didn't know. You've got an update on what he looks like today. And yeah. Jason, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, you, you definitely a completely look, different looking kid. When I walked out there today, it took me a second to find him because I was looking for, you know, that small forward type of body. And the guy I saw today um, is now 250 pounds. And so I, I think he probably plays in the 235 to 240 range this year by the time, you know, because, you know, this has been tough for these kids to not be able to get into the weight room. And so probably put on a little bit of bad weight. But, man, he looks impressive. He's physical. I think it's going to change the way he plays football. And so I, I think he's a guy that – you know, it's shown me that he can get bigger. And, and that was the one question I had. Was he going to be broad enough to become one of those guys? Seeing him today, I think he's a guy that's going to be able to carry that. And, and I, you know, he's a pass rush guy. He's also a basketball player that's kind of kept him from gaining that weight. I think he's a guy now that when, when he's not playing basketball, when he's a football player year-round, I could see him being 265, 270 now and being a, a classic kind of at – Strong side end, but a guy that can well, rush the passer. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Could that's what I was going to ask you? Could he? Could he become a strong side end? Which, you know, people always look at these pass rushers, but you you got to have those strong side ends too, man. You know, you got to have that Marlon Davidson. And what would Auburn have done without him the last four years? Can he become you know, that the, guy? I think he can. He, you know, he's got the frame. He's a big, tall kid, extremely long arms. You know, you know, Keith. When we went there in the spring, that's right. Him to take a. Uh, getting to take a wingspan photo. I had to back up across the street because his, you know, his wingspan so wide. And so uh, I think because of that, you look at him, I think he's got the frame to continue to get bigger. Okay. Well, like we said, he committed to Tennessee April 26. We knew Auburn wouldn't stop recruiting him. They have not stopped recruiting him. Uh, heavily involved here. He still communicates a lot with Cody Burns, who's his uh, area, area recruiter. He's Auburn's receivers coach. He still speaks with uh, other guys on the staff too. Jason, you caught up with Dylan. You wrote an update on him. What's your gut telling you right now? And, and uh, you know, what do you think? Does Auburn have any shot here? Yeah, I think Auburn and Alabama both have a shot. I think this one's going to go down to the wire. Um, you know, obviously committed to Tennessee really early. And, you know, he said, you know, kind of the thing for him about Tennessee was the feel he got when he went on campus. Um, but it's been a long time. And, and you know, who knows if, when, or, when or if you get to go back. I would say that he's been to Auburn probably more than he's been anywhere else um, because it's 45 minutes, maybe an hour uh, from, from Auburn's campus to, to, to Hanley High School in Roanoke, Alabama. And so um, he's been to Alabama a few times as well. I think the familiarity with him, he's got three schools that maybe he, basically he's looking at. He doesn't really have to worry about if he gets to take a visit to any of the three because he's been to all of them a couple of times each. So I think that helps him to kind of – you know, see where this thing stands in, in December, January. But uh, going to be an interesting kid, and, and, you know, especially as he continues to get bigger and stronger. Man, um, anxious to see if he's able to get on the field for his senior year. Hopefully everything stays the same and he can play. I'm really looking forward to watching him play. Yeah, I think one of the things people want to see, you know, obviously get bigger. He needed to get bigger. He needed to get more physical. I do think some colleges, though, uh, if they had a concern, it was, is this guy an alpha male type? Can he, can he, you know, cause he's such a polite kid and he's sort of passive when you talk to him, he's an easygoing guy. He's sort of shy. Can he become that monster, Jason? Are you, are, are we seeing glimpses of this? Is that kind of what you're, where you're getting at? 
Yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, he is a, a ton of upside. I think he's okay. a guy that's going to be fun to watch. And so, uh, yeah, I think they want to see him, though. I think you want to see him become that, that guy that, you know, he's kind of a quiet, reserved kid. You want to see him become one of those guys. And it's kind of like Derrick Brown. You know, Derrick Brown always had that, that five-star athleticism and talent. But you always, you know, he was kind of a quiet kid. And then, man, as a junior and a senior, you saw him really just come out of that. And, you know, you're looking for the same kind of things from a guy like Dylan Brooks. All right. All right. Well, yeah. can I put you on the spot? Can I, you know, can we go over these guys one more time and say kind of what we think right now? I gave two of them. Uh, Hal Presley, I, I think that there's a better than 50-50 chance he ends up at Auburn. You got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think, I think when, when you start to kind of get these, you know, rumblings, there's usually something behind it. I, hey, we've seen Demetrius Davis when he's involved. Um, then you got to like Auburn's chances. So I, I agree with you. I think there's a I think there's a good shot that they you know there could be some ground made up right there. Uh, Rock Taylor, the receiver from Oxford. I, I think Auburn's got a real shot. I'm I'm sort of torn. I'm not in any any place where I'm close to making a prediction, but I, I think Auburn could land him. I'll, I'll just say toss up right now. I think that's another one that I think, you know, when and if Auburn puts the pressure on and, and starts to really go after him, I think that could change things dramatically. So um, we've seen it. And, and, you know, Gus Malzahn's the guy that's a really good recruiter. He's done a great job when he becomes really involved with kids. You know, he is with Jeremiah Williams right now. If he's a guy that, that starts to get in on Rock Taylor, then I think it can make a big difference. Speaking of good recruiters, uh, Bruce Pearl, there aren't many better than him, and he's working Jaquincy McKinstry really hard. Uh, I know he's got the top three, Auburn, Alabama, LSU. I think Auburn or Alabama, that's my gut. And, and again, I know some people think LSU could easily get him, but gut saying Auburn, Alabama, again, another one I just think is too close to call. I, I, he's – He's got the kind of personality that makes you think he might be somewhat unpredictable, though. Uh, I think Auburn's got a real shot there, and I think Auburn probably has a better shot than it did a month or two ago. Again, Bruce Pearl heavily involved. And two, the idea of playing receiver, I think, is appealing to him, Jason. Yeah, this is one that 10 years ago – Also five, playing receiver, I should say. I'm sorry, cornerback yeah. and receiver. Let me point that out. 10 years ago, even five years ago, you would have said absolutely 100% it's an Auburn-Alabama battle. But now we've seen, you know, kids that have left the state some, and that never was the case if Auburn, Alabama really wanted kids. We've seen a couple of those guys do that lately. Um, you're right. I think kind of unpredictable. He could be one of those guys. Uh, he's worn LSU gloves a couple of times when, when I've seen him play. Um, in the end, though, I, I do think it's Auburn, Alabama for him. You know, he had the connection, and he's got a, yeah, a unique experience. He played for Patrick Nix. Um, his first three years of high school, Auburn quarterback. Now he's playing for Sam Shade, former Alabama defensive back as a senior. So he's he got head coaches on both sides of this rivalry. A couple of good guys to learn from, huh? I mean, Absolutely. geez. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then also next up, Jeremiah Williams, the four-star end buck, outside linebacker. Look Again, by all indications right now, and again, if this delay is, is accurate, who knows, maybe Alabama gets more involved. We don't know. But right now we think Auburn or Florida toss up again. I've always sort of leaned Auburn because the in-state stuff, because he's so close with Gus Malzahn. But, man, there was a lot of smoke about Florida in the last couple of weeks. So, again, another one that I think is still too close to call. I think you sort of disagree with me there, Jason. But Well, I, you know, I kind of I, – I don't know if anybody else has even made another one. I think I had the, the first crystal ball pick in a long time ago, and um, I made it for Auburn. Um, grew up an Auburn fan. You know, wore an Auburn tie last year, and I thought once they got involved, 
and, and started really pushing that that was going to make a difference. We'll see. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it there. I think in the end, he's a guy that, that, that stays in state, but Florida has done a great job and, and, uh, and they're definitely right there. And they've actually had a little bit of success in the state of Alabama. Not a ton of the guys that Auburn and Alabama wanted, but uh, a few. Uh, Muhammad Diabate, a guy that Auburn kind of got in on a little bit late. And, uh, you know, so stuff like that. But, uh, you know, again, I think that they've got a real shot there. But, again, so does Florida. So it's an interesting one. Sorry, I was getting a text message. Of course, it never fails. You're recording and a text message comes in and then my Mount Niebuhr erupts. One more guy, Jason Dillon Brooks. Again, Tennessee commitment, Auburn's pushing. What do we think here? Man, um, when I left today, um, you know, or excuse me, when I left on, on you know, Tuesday talking to Dillon Brooks, I thought that it was going to be somewhere other than Tennessee. I may be wrong. He may wind up sticking with the Vols. They've been there from, you know, kind of beginning for him as well. But I had the feeling that it was either Auburn or Alabama. And, and you know, that's, you know, a guy that grew up in this state. Um, when you start in the end, it's it's sometimes tough to leave. And so I I just have a feeling it's going to end up being an Auburn-Alabama battle. Interesting. Uh, you know, I think Auburn certainly has a shot there. And I, I, I've thought that all along. Uh, but we cannot discount Tennessee. They've done a great job recruiting. They've done a good job in Alabama. In fact, Derek Ansley, the defensive coordinator, has got some ties to the staff at, uh, at Hanley High School where Dylan Brooks plays, and, and they've really done an outstanding job with this recruitment. And so credit to them. Now comes the hard part. they got to hold on. Anyway, Jason, that will do it for this edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast, another recruiting episode. And, uh, and Jason, I want to thank you for stopping by and, and joining me and providing all that great insight. We'll do it again soon. Take care, everybody.